0: with over two decades of experience working with tech coaches and ed tech companies from all around the world. Jeff Bradbury.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the TeacherCast Educational Network. My name is Jeff Bradbury. Thank you so much for joining us today and making TeacherCast your home for professional development. This is Ask the Tech Coach podcast, episode number 171. I hope you guys had a fantastic Thanksgiving break. For those in the United States of America, And today we are back. We are talking all about ISTE standards, something that is, uh, I guess you could say it's important. Things that we talk about here today are going to be standards for students, standards for leaderships, and absolutely we're going to be talking about the ISTE standards for coaches. I want to know what you guys think about the ISTE standards, how you're incorporating them, if you're incorporating them, and how that is all working out in your district. I want to bring on my instructional coaching co-host tonight, Miss Susan Vincent. Sue, how are you today? Welcome to the show.
2: I am great, and I'm stuffed after a wonderful, relaxing, long Thanksgiving weekend. But it's glad to be back, ready for that push toward um, these three weeks before Christmas, which are always busy.
1: Oh, my goodness. We are looking forward to it. And the one thing that I love about this time of year is, for me, this is when the coaching kicks up. You know, as a music teacher for 20 years, we always had this theory that when the teachers don't want to work, this is when the music department goes in we're doing our concerts we're doing our assemblies we're getting extra lessons and nighttime rehearsals this is when we shine and and, you know i don't want to make light of it but these are the days where the teachers just kind of are stressed they've got conferences they've got grades report you know This is when I go to the teachers and say, please let me play with your students. Yes. And And they love it. I, I, the other day, Sue, you'll be proud of me. I did seven sessions in one day and it was great. I I blanketed the fourth grade. They're, they're doing a project all about animals and I showed all the fourth grade teachers, I'll stop there. Fourth grade teachers, right? Their students happen to be with them. But I showed Mm -hmm. the fourth grade teachers um, on Google Docs how to do citations, right? You go to tools, citations, and it drops down that wonderful form. That's awesome. And they're like, oh, this is great. I'm so proud know, of you, Jeff, getting into those elementary. I classrooms. got into those elementary classrooms. And then I did a two to not one, but two day lesson with, with a couple of third grade teachers. We drew turkeys using uh, shapes, circles, squares, triangles and a trapezoid. Uh-huh. And then the next day we came back and we built those turkeys in Google Slides. And That's the idea was just, just to show people that, look, you know, I'm not the tech guy. I'm I like we draw it out first, and then we build. And when we're looking at the the slides, we were doing things like rotating and grouping and layers and arranging and changing the color and gradients and you know. And the hard part, Sue, comes next, right? It's yes. now the s- students have those skills. How do you get back into those classrooms? Absolutely. And. That's why I'm excited about this topic today, right? Uh Today, we're talking about the ISTE standards. How do we bring this up? How do we make sure teachers know that these things exist? I I can't go to my teacher and say, I need to come back tomorrow. Didn't you know that ISTE standards for students number two is digital citizenship, right? I can't do that. So it's a hard topic to talk about. And because it's a hard topic... Sue, so we brought on an expert today. We did, and I'm so excited to hear from her. I want to welcome a middle school technology integration and support specialist. She's got more words in the title than we do here, Sue. <laughs> no, and not only helpful. is that, she's a former LMS, which doesn't mean she's Woo-hoo. a learning management system. That is a different <laughs> thing, although I keep getting that all messed up. And everybody in their car just smacked themselves in the forehead when I said that. Now... I think that this is a really wonderful combination. I know on TeacherCast, we're we're working on these blog posts all about technology integration plans, and there is gonna be one about why is it important that your coach and your LMS be uh, aligned and working together and really here. Here we have an amazing guest who actually is her own best friend. I am so excited to bring on Jenna Sinelli. Jenna, how are you today? Welcome to Ask the Tech Coach
3: hi everybody i'm doing great um it's been a great thanksgiving thanksgiving being my favorite holiday because it's just about food family friends you know no worry about gift giving um but i'm here and ready to talk about the ISTE standards and the trials and tribulations of you know tech coaching and you know working with these teachers
1: talk to us a little bit about where things are uh you and i aren't that far apart in connecticut what does your program look like uh how many buildings um technology integration and support specialist that's ti you're a TIS. tis
3: yeah that's that's our we're referred to as the Tisses. um and there's a tis in each building is there um, a tister
1: <laughs> i'm so sorry guys it's that's 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 the leftovers <laughs> talking
3: um but we so my district um we moved from library media specialist to now having technology integration sports specialist, and most of us actually are the former LMSs. So it's actually even great because a lot of us have that whole experience to with that we took with us when we transitioned to these positions. Um, what I've seen so far this year is now that we're one to one, and now that everybody post COVID has now been sort of forced into digital learning and digital learning platforms like Google Classroom, it's opened up a whole new host of digital citizenship issues that we haven't seen before. Um, for example, when years passed, you know, I've been a meeting. I was a library specialist for many, many, at least six years before I did this position, And people always thought of a digital citizenship as, you know, just cyberbullying and digital footprint. And it go so much further than that. and I had now that we've gone into the digital realm to more you know, how do I conduct myself on a on a digital platform? How do I communicate professionally with my instructor and how do I you know collaborate you know professionally with my colleagues? I mean, and I only had one t- one teacher in my building actually sought me out which was amazing, and she said, you know you did that lesson on emails last year with my classes, can you come in, because they're on Google Classroom, they don't know how to speak, they don't, to me, they don't know how to address me, they don't know how to talk to each other, you know, can you just come, and it was, I was like, thank you, (laughs) I'm like, I I was like, thank you very much, because this was a dream to me, because I I kind of, in the first year of the position, I kind of felt like the genius bar, and I kind of really wanted to get the coaching aspect of the position um more at the forefront because i started just feeling like it support and that's all i was doing and it was like so this year that was my goal and i'm reaching I'm, I'm slowly but surely making those baby steps and you're right people are starting to seek me out more now in this time of year so
1: i i gotta ask the question we, we missed something from your bio but i i wanted to bring it up here because i feel it's important how is the coaching position similar or different to being an a, a lawyer? Um, you you have both in your resume.
3: Yes, I was a lawyer for eight years in New York City, um, the most miserable eight years of my life.
1: Um, and now, And now you're an instructional coach.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I actually and it's funny because like this is the longest career I've ever had. Prior to that, I, I grew up in LA and I tra- I was was a theater major in college, tried the acting thing, worked in the entertainment industry, and then I went to law school. Um, and But the research and writing piece was pretty much what led me to the LMS. I always wanted to be a teacher, and I taught second grade for a couple years, and then I did the ARC program for LMS, and it was just a natural transition because... My strengths as a lawyer was the research and writing piece and the critical thinking. And the best things I love to do is to write an appellate brief or write a motion that ju- or look up cases that just eviscerated the other side's argument. And, you know, I was much better on paper than I was in court.
2: So, so you know. gathering all those resources came in handy for your LMS and on into the coaching job for teachers. Exactly, That is awesome how that's just kind of flowed together like that.
3: Yeah. Cause people ask, well, how did you realize you wanted to be in LMS? And I was like, it just sort of, you know, got to that piece. I was like, it sort of went that way where I was like, you know what? Th- that was always my strength as a lawyer. This dovetails nicely. So that was so, the only you know, piece I liked.
1: So let's set this up for everybody. We are in uh, a leadership class together at our grad school. Mm-hmm. And uh, the other night we were having our class all about technology. It was technology night and I loved it. Yes.
3: Our favorite and,
1: <laughs> right. It was by far my favorite class. And if you're listening, we love you, Dr. Pirelli. We love Dr.
3: Pirelli.
1: <laughs> and, um, the whole topic basically revolved around the ISTE standards, and, and I loved our breakouts yes. because it was it was just dealing with how do you implement them, how do you bring them up, and we talked about the student standards, the leadership standards, and tonight we're going to add the coaching standards. But let's just kind of have this conversation here, and you know, if you're out there listening, we would love to hear from you on this. You can find us on Twitter at Ask the Tech Coach. Um, Head on over to askthetechcoach.com. Join our Tech Coaches Network. Lots of great conversations on this over there. And We want to say thank you and happy Thanksgiving. Happy holidays to everybody that's in our Tech Coaches Network. We're here each and every Monday for you guys. I'm just going to throw the big question out. Are the ISTE standards for technology important and why?
2: Well, for me... I'll start and then I'll throw it to Jenna to expound. For me, when I first learned about the SD standards 15 years ago when I started in a tech coach, instructional coach position, that's what helped guide me to learn what I was doing. It wasn't even necessarily to figure out what the teachers and students needed to be doing. It was for me to figure out, oh, what do I need to use in order to learn how to guide these teachers in integrating technology in their classroom and coming to me to use me for what I'm there for. So for me at the beginning, they were a guiding piece. Now that's evolved through the years as I've become, I guess you could call a veteran at this role and um that's a lot of what we're going to delve deeper into um during this conversation i hope so they started out for me very important as a guide for my own self so if you are new new to the tech coaching position out there i encourage you to take a look at them i'm going to throw the ball over to jenna now and get her take on that question
3: yeah the I became aware of the ISTE standards as a baby LMS um, when people are like, oh, you have to go to ISTE. Try to get to your, you know, everybody, you got to go to ISTE. I've still never been to ISTE and I That's like one of my goals is to actually get out there one of these days. Um, and I took a look at the standards and I'm like, this is stuff I'm already kind of doing, like, you know what I mean? In, in this job. So it was like, you know, and this is when I was a media specialist, this, that was my goal, you know, especially the, um, the, Uh, the uh, knowledge constructor and curating the resources. And we um, our eighth graders usually work on a capstone project where they research an issue and they find sources to support that issue and their stance on the issue and things like that. It's like that. I always felt I in the middle school level that I was the bridge between what was expected of them, what, what they came to me with elementary and then what was expected of them to high school. And I needed to bridge that so that, you know, They were when they got to high school that they were able to do these things that the higher level of critical thinking and, you know, knowledge gathering that they needed. So that's the biggest piece for me.
1: If we look at the ISTE standards for students. okay, let's kind of break down these here. But you have empowered learner, digital citizen, knowledge constructor, innovative designer, computational thinker, creative communicator, and global collaborator and jenna just picked up she says when i teach this is just what we do yeah yeah that's best that's practice but that's best not practice. the same for everybody so mm-hmm. as a coach one of the questions that we discussed the other night in class is how do we bring these up is it our job as coaches to bring this up is the is are the ISTI standards um essential are they something that the principal should be championing champ, I'm going to always get this word wrong. Champion, championing, Encouraging. Championing. That's the one who's ultimately responsible for the students, knowing these standards, Jenna, what do you think?
3: I mean, I think it's ultimately our job, but to guide, but the instructional piece goes to the teacher. And my, my take on it is I think as a coach that, you have to sort of um, couch it um, in in a way that, like, when I when I sit down with the teacher, it's always tell me what your instruction looks like. Tell, take me through a typical class. Like, what do the students do when they first come in? What you, you know, just the sort of general structure, and then I sort of push the tech piece do the back way like you know what i mean okay like you're what's your challenge well there i'm having a hard time for example i had a pe teacher who was having a difficult time when the first students first came in and taking attendance and things like that i'm like okay um so let's do you know so i came up with a couple of different strategies and ideas using some tech pieces to help her so it's kind of like um here's the airplane you know you're trying to feed your kid like kind of you know i i,
1: I gotta push back on you uh, lovingly you yeah. just said it's our job as coaches to make sure that the students are meeting the ISTE standards for students, but we are, but we are not the teachers no, not that
3: meeting them, but that, that to, to, it's our job to lay it out there. Like is here's, it? here's the house,
1: but we're not the administrators. We're not, we're not yeah. required. Like, Cause my other question that I wanted to bring up on this is if our teachers are not being asked to include ISTE standards on their lesson plans, that, I mean, hey, that's not our, that's not our fault. Yeah, that's not our that's job. Yeah. We are not responsible, like, we are yeah. not responsible for making sure that the students are meeting the. We're here to help. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, when I meet with a teacher, if I get to it, I'll say, hey, is this going to meet this? I mean, I, I'm not at the point in my, I've never in 10 years of being a coach been able to whip out the ISTE standards and say, are yeah. you doing this? I feel like I'd have my head chopped off in that.
3: Yeah. Do no, I think it's more the? It's like I think the principal has to sort of spear spearhead the effort. Like it's because I would never as like tell a fellow colleague you have to do this, you have to do that, you know. But it's more like, you know, here I'm sort of a guide. You know what I mean? It's you know these are you know I'm your guide along the way. You know, kind of like a sherpa on Mount Everest. Like you know what I mean? You know, let me let me. Let me help you, you know. Dance.
1: So wait, what, what's ahead. your take on this? I, I, I think there's a difference between in the back of your mind, you know what they are. And as you're working with a teacher, you're trying to check off some fictional, yeah. some some invisible boxes. And there's a difference between saying, Sue, this is standard six. You're not, you know, like you're like you're not putting it in front of the teacher, but you're yeah. trying to. Go through the process, Sue. Now, you, Sue, you—I I would think it's fair to say Sue works in a smaller district than both of ours. Yeah. Um, Sue, you probably have more ability to affect change. Where, like, I, I've got 20 buildings, and I know Jenna, you've got a bunch of buildings in your district, right? Yep. so how how do you handle these topics? Do you have a checklist in your mind when you're working with teachers, or do you say uh, you're not bringing? knowledge constructor into your lesson mr teacher right like, how do you handle that
2: yeah i kind of have it in my mind and i'll i'll uh, concentrate more on the 4c's part of the SD stuff a lot and i'll kind of champion that and with the support i'm part of the curriculum department so with the support of my boss and I say that a lot of times. I'll say the four Cs. I'll say, "Hey, you're you're doing a great job at this." And I'll refer to the ISTE standards as much as I can. I don't beat them over the head with it or say, like like we were just alluding to, uh, "You're not doing this." Yeah. Because until that principal who is ultimately checking the lesson plans and making sure that they're covering what they need to, you know, I can't just go in there and say. This is what you should be doing, but I can try to encourage it, like Jenna said, kind of through the back door in a lot of ways and use the terminology, whether they know it's an ISTE standard or not using the terminology in there as best as possible is how I approach things.
1: A lot of the ISTE student standards... I I think for us, these are the no brainers, right? if I look at global collaborator, that's a scary term. But when you read the bullet points, students use digital tools by collaborating with others and working in teams. So global collaborator doesn't mean I need to go find somebody in Arkansas. It could be Sue and I and Jenna are going to write something on a Google doc and share it with each other good 1.7 check right sometimes getting a teacher to go in that direction is difficult though but that's our job yes like that that
3: this is the same like with com when common core was first introduced and that like it's sort of not almost the same pushback but like you're kind of the teacher's freaking out and going but you're already doing this like you're already teaching this stuff you know
1: it's it's not difficult, right? Like I, and, and so what is it, right? Is it a matter of us saying, Hey Sue, you're not meeting 1.7 or is it saying, Sue, you know, we're working on this animal project. What if another student, um, shared their project with another student and they work together on it and you go check. There you go. Yes. There you go. 1.7, right? Like now we're in there and, you know, um, innovative designer students use a variety of technologies could be anything. Um, in the design process to solve problems by creating new solutions. Well, welcome to computer science and you know, computer yeah. science month. Here we are, right? Did it's we do that? Coming
3: up. Check.
1: So, I mean, is I'm still wrestling with this, right? Wh- whose responsibility does this fall on? Is it on our shoulders as coaches? Is it on the administrators? Is it on central office? I remember during our class, Jenna, it was mentioned that somebody in central office should be the ultimate person of who is making sure that we're meeting the ISTE standards. Is that the head of, is that your chief academic officer? Is that your chief technology officer? Is that the head of coaches? Like, Where does the buck stop?
3: We actually are very fortunate that central, my central office is your hired um, a position just like that, that he oversees the TISs. He's the go between between us and IT. Um, That's and funny. Ac- Sorry, and it's actually a blessing because it's he's been able to, you know, have a long range technology plan, you you, you know, in place and like keep. Tr- it's 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 been nice because we've never really had that sort of. content leader for lack of a better word like you know i mean somebody in central office that we that sort of you know guiding guiding our huge ship (laughs) you know
1: i'm gonna leave that alone now let's let's shift a little bit here because in addition to student standards we have standards for educators right and again there's seven they they do line up you know i'm a learner i'm a leader I'm a citizen. I'm a collaborator. I'm a designer. I'm a facilitator. I'm an analyst. I notice there's sm- there's smaller words. There's only one word as opposed to like digital citizenship. There's two words for the students. But what is an educator standard for? Right? Is this is this now on my shoulders? I as the coach am making mm-hmm. sure that. The teacher is doing this, but I'm not in control of another adult. So who's in charge of making sure that the educator standards.
3: Yeah. And this is the difficulty of the position because I always refer to it as quasi administrative because Correct. It's like you're it's like you're straddle both sides of the fence. And it's very difficult because it's like you don't you know, you are not technically I'm not an administrator's unit. Like, you know, what I mean, I'm, you know, but I'm not.
1: Now, let's be clear here. Yet, These are not these are not technology standards, right? So if I look at if I look at collaborator, I'll just read it word for word here. Educators dedicate time to collaborate with both colleagues and students to improve practice, discover and share resources and ideas and solve problems. It does not say with a computer.
2: And technically, if they're working as a grade level team or a content area team they hopefully are on the right track or even working with you as an instructional or tech coach. Hopefully they're on the track, you yeah. know, doing that.
3: I mean, most of these are best practice, like, like with the students are best practices anyway. Like
1: Right. And if you look at 2.7 here, educators understand and use data to drive instruction, to support students in achieving their learning goals. Again, it doesn't say I'm learning how to make a spreadsheet. It just says I'm using data to make decisions for future activities and uses. I mean, really I'm looking at the word technology only shows up twice.
3: Wow. That's an interesting point,
1: right? Right. So facilitator educators, facilitate learning with technology. Okay. I have a Chromebook with me, right? Like I'm using a Google doc or something in there. And then, you know, educators continually improve their practice by learning from and with others and exploring proven And promising practices that leverage technology to improve student learning. That's the first one as a learner. So in other words, that's like the the PD standard. I'm learning how to do this through the use of, really, we are the 2.1 standard. Like they're coming to us or they're working with us to meet their Mm 2.1. You know, uh, number two here, leaders seek out opportunities for leadership to support student empowerment. That's personal preference. It really should be right everybody that's the motivation standard i would say and then the last one here is you know citizenship educators inspire students to contribute responsibly in their digital world that's be a be a teacher right
3: yeah that that's just that's a straight up good teaching
1: so i i mean i i feel like the, the coaches are here to coach these things. They're not here to check off. It's not my job to go to the principal and say, Absolutely. Sue's not meeting standard number 2.5. Yeah.
3: Cause we're not acting that in that supervisory or evaluative capacity. What we do is not supervisory or evaluative at all. Like I, you know, when I started coaching cycles, I made sure to, I'm like, this is non evaluative. This is, you know, for your benefit i'm here to help you because a lot of sometimes a lot of teachers when they get thrown in you know they they get very touchy with that you know as far as they think you when you're coming anybody coming in and anybody checking out what they're doing is sort of you know or trying to tell them tell them what to do you know it's 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 a delicate dance you know being in in this position
1: Sue, where are you with all this i know you straddle both the students and the teachers and you've got some leadership capabilities going on like what what, what's happening in kentucky these days
2: yeah i mean that's just where we kind of have to tread you know thin water and you know approach our role as effectively and efficiently as possible to you know still be a guider for the teachers and be there for them to provide the resources that they need. And kind of like I said earlier, you know, use the terminology without just beating them over the head with ISTE standards, ISTE standards. That's in my experience, the principal's job. Now, when we meet with those administrators ourselves as a coach, that's where we can encourage the administrators to help promote them. Then we can, in turn come back in behind and support those teachers again with what the principal is hopefully asking them to do from the other conversation you as a coach had with the principal so it's just a fine line to tread and through experience it kind of all comes together i mean you know i talked about how you know i just use them to learn for myself at the beginning and now the terminology is just second nature and that's how i got the teachers
1: Talking today all about the ISTE standards for students, ISTE standards for educators. We would love to hear from you guys. Please do us a favor. Find us over on Twitter at AskTheTechCoach. And I want to pause here because I need to say thank you to some of our listeners. Sue, I don't know if we had a chance to talk about this yet, but the other day I got a text from one of our listeners. His name's Alfonso, and he shared with me a link to one of his grad classes and you know over the last couple weeks we've been doing a lot of um shows episodes and i've been putting out a lot of blog posts that are supporting my administrative internship project and basically my internship project is to come up with a a a way to create a dynamic instructional coaching program and we're doing a whole 12-step program it's going to be launched soon but I've been putting up blog post after blog post as it's there, and then the second half, of my intern project is how do we know that we're being effective as coaches? How do you know that the work, the money, the finance, the the tra- all of this stuff is is actually showing up in the metrics, right? And I I just happened, and I don't check the Twitters a lot, believe it or not, but I just happened to check it like an hour after he sent me a, a thing, and he's like. Dude, I just wanted to let you know, in my doctoral program, and I think he's in Texas, we've actually been going through two of your blog posts. And I'm sitting there reading wow. this thing going, that's kind of cool. That is and he's, pretty cool. And he sent me a link to his professor's blog, and, and there's my post. And underneath – and Jenna, you'll, you'll like this because we we do this for our class yeah. – there was a mile long of threads and conversations, not necessarily about my po- – but on the topic of edtech integration plans. And this was for two of my blog posts that is awesome you hadn't told me about that that is great so i'm i'm so oh, excited man. that the work that we're doing here is getting out yes I'm thank excited you all for all that listening and and and, and 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 i i'll be email, you know if, if you're listening i'll be emailing him this this week and just trying to connect and maybe we'll have him on the show because i i just i was floored right like we do this great show here and you never know who's listening and you turn around and go oh Our work is being used by a doctoral program. That's kind of cool. So I want to say thank you, guys. Um, Please don't forget to share this. Let us know you're using this stuff. Um, You know, a lot of the stuff that we do here is personal to our jobs, and a lot of it is therapy for our jobs. But we are – We are here for you. We drop this show every single Monday. Sometimes we do one episode a week and eh, we do three episodes sometimes too. So I hope you guys are getting something out of it. Don't forget to like, don't forget to subscribe and please share this with your friends. I've noticed in the last few weeks, um, our downloads, our analytics have skyrocketed. So we must be doing something right after 170 episodes. So thank you guys for all of that. I want to wrap up today with two more standards. I noticed that the ISTE standards for students, there's seven of them. The ISTE standards for teachers, there's seven of them. If you look at the next spot here, it's the ISTE standards for education leaders. There's five of them, right? Equity and citizenship advocate, visionary planner, empowering leader, systems designer, and connected learner. And again, these aren't technology standards. These are leadership standards, Jenna, we've been studying in our class the Connecticut standards for leadership. I'm not going to embarrass myself because <sighs> I don't want my professor to know that at this point in our semester I can't name them all off the top of my head. But same um, here. <laughs> oh, I was going to. Th- I was going to let you do that. <laughs> um, but what are you thinking about these educational leadership standards? A lot of these are. Oh yeah, of course they're doing this. Of yeah, it, it's, again,
3: they say it's very much similar to the ones that in our state, you know, are the standards for leaders. And it's again, you know, good leadership, you know, leaders have vision, you know, leaders, de- you know, de- design systems. They make, they make the engine go They They make the connection to the community and they empower their staff. Like, so again, these are all tenants of good leadership.
1: I, I want to add another one though. Like I want to do 3.6. Mm-hmm. Wise use of coaching staff. Like, are you doing all these things? Are you making use of this? Because it's just so important that our that our leaders know that these are standards for them. A lot of them again, they're they're doing it, right? So visionary planner leaders engage others in establishing a vision, a strategic plan, an ongoing evaluation cycle for transforming learning. Here it comes with technology. And we talked about that last night or we talked about that at our class the other day right like mm-hmm. it's with technology or sometimes we say through technology it's not we're doing all of this and we use technology it's we're using the technology to make our lives easier and I, Impact,
3: I impactful technology use it's yes it has efficiency to yes oh yeah um Jeff you said the yesterday in class I I tell them I'm an efficiency coach and I was like I'm stealing that I'm like that's the best line I've heard.
1: It's so true, right? We are here to, to use this. Sue, how do you, I mean, we've used the phrase efficiency coach here. How, how do you explain your role to your administrator or to other administrators when you go to the conferences and stuff? Like I am a, that does like what, how do you do this?
2: Well, efficiency is a word that I tend to lean on and use um, at various places, depending on who I'm talking to, because with technology, through technology, I help make teachers more efficient teachers Mm -hmm. because I can give them the tools on a digital screen to more efficient, more efficiently, efficiently mm-hmm. lesson plan. More efficiently present their lesson. What have you? So that's a huge word I've used over the years.
1: Jenna, if you if if you and I met in the corner and and you said I am this and I do this, how do you explain yourself to other school leaders? At, at you know your own school leaders, or at conferences, or you know in class.
3: I always, um, I am the technology integrator and I'm here to help you. Like that's, you know, I sent an email to my staff the other day with refreshing them. I, I screenshotted my slide of what your tech coach can do for you. And I said, please don't forget, these are the things I can do for you. So, you know, and my list of services, my menu of services, as I like to call it. So I'm here for you. I'm here to help you. Like, how can, you know, how can I help,
1: you know? And- And we have this ability to help. We have this ability to transform another staff member because we're guided by the ISTE standards for coaches. And we're back to seven. Change agent, connected learner, collaborator, learning designer, professional learning facilitator, data-driven decision maker, Mm -hmm. and digital citizen advocate. They sound familiar, right? Like they sound Very like they're much. the students and the teachers mm-hmm. and the leadership all had a set of triplets and here it is, right? Like, and they're, they're, they're similar. Triplets. They, they, yes. If they had their own edu tech triplets. But if I'm looking here, you know, professional learning facilitator, it says coaches plan, provide, and evaluate not a lot of people hit that last one. The impact of professional learning for educators and leaders to use technology and advanced teaching and learning. What are we talking about on this whole ed tech integration road that I'm on right now? How do we make individualized professional development for every single heartbeat in this school? Yes. For teachers, for office workers, for paras, for... For your superintendent, it is ISTE standard 4.5, planning, providing, and evaluating for educators and leaders. It's all right there.
3: Mm -hmm. Right there.
1: Are we following them? Is this like we, we've we talked earlier that says if you're just doing your job, your teacher should be hitting most of these. If you're just doing your job, your teacher should be having your students do most of these. Are these the standards where if you say to a coach, if you're doing your job, you're going to hit all of these? Is every coach planning and providing professional development, but are they evaluating the impact? And that's essentially my my my. If my, my intern project is how do you know that this is working?
3: Yeah. yeah. And that's a good point. It's a, a lot of, sometimes it's our, our impact is not truly assessed. You know, we can see it anecdotally, you, you know, where a teacher will stop. Oh, you know, that tip you gave, or, you know, that advice you gave me, it's, it's made such a huge difference. You know, I've been able to do X, Y, Z so much easier or whatever, but there's not like a, a hard set data set that we can look at and say, you know, besides, you know, and I would hate to use just, you know, test scores and all that stuff to to measure our impact, you know, it goes deeper than that.
1: 4.6 data driven decision maker, right? There's two hyphens in there. Coaches model and support the use of qualitative and quantitative data to inform their own instruction and professional learning. I'm going to stop right here and say, for the last two months, I've been working with my coaches on creating data dashboards. So mm-hmm. that way, every time we have you know daily interactions with teachers, we can check off. I met with Sue. We met for 20 minutes. We had this topic. These are the things that came out of it. And at the end, we've got charts and graphs coming out of two wazoo's. It's a lot, yeah. but it doesn't take a lot of time to fill out the form. And at the end of the day, I can say, Oh, look, Sue and I worked together for this. Mm -hmm. And it's here. And, yes, there's a full blog post on that right now on TeacherCast. And there will be plenty more in the next few weeks. So how do you do all that stuff? It's all right here. It's following the ISTE standards.
2: Mm -hmm. Like we said earlier, they're just best practice anyway. And, you know, when even the most veteran ones of us may not be following all of them effectively, we should be. And that should be our goal is to strive to follow these to be the best leader the best coach and teachers in turn to be the best teacher and so on
1: so i know i've asked you this before but but how are you collecting if you're collecting data you know we 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 have a daily teacher interaction form I, i know there's a lot of coaches that believe i'm gonna fill up my calendar so i can see how busy i am but is that collecting data or is that just filling in boxes in a calendar, right? So Sue uh, and Jenna, you're next. What? What are? You, how do you use data or data to make decisions, to collect information, to show what you're worth, busy? At? What's the right words there?
2: Well, currently, I guess I'm more of a calendar user. I have it there on my calendar. It's documented who I've met with, and I try to write out as much as possible. I'm not your hard-nosed number data person, though I do have an awesome colleague for that, um, and and he is great with data, and um, he's we've had those conversations before, so I'm not hard-nosed at filling out a form every time. I've tried that in the past, and then I just don't always follow through, so I'm more of an anecdotal person myself, and keeping it on my calendar to know who I've worked with, and. Then if the conversation comes back up, or I need to show evidence of here's what I did.
1: Jenna, how about you? What what do you or what does your group do? How do you? Where, where do the numbers fit in? This is not a this is not a, a topic that a lot of new coaches deal with. Like when you're new to the coaching, you just get in there and you get your elbows wet and you're running, and then you turn around and go, "What have I done? Where have I done it?" And data usually comes second for the newbie. Where do you see data? How are you collecting data in your district?
3: For me at my school, I, I use the calendar as well. And, uh, you know, I have teachers sign up. I send my, my appointment slots for the next week and the teachers sign up with what they need help with or, and then also it's on the fly. Like I'll get stopped in the hall or I'll get a text or, uh, you know, and so it's not, like I said, like with Sue, it's not a real hard data that I'm collecting, Um, it's very anecdotal and me constantly being walking the halls and, you know, peeking, you know, kind of keeping my ear out and, you know, take, Oh, I helped so-and-so with that the other day. Let me just take a peek in and see how it's going, you know? So it's, it's very much the anecdotal. And I think I always have a goal for myself. This is like the second year of my position. So next year, that's another piece that I would like to add is to measure you're right. How am I doing, you know, versus me just collecting the data in my head of like I could see, you know, what I could see, and what I can observe, but actually something, you know, I can look at.
1: I think this is a topic that's certainly worth exploring. Um, I'm looking forward to uh, in just a few weeks in February, I'm going to be out at the NCC conference in Seattle. I believe that's going to be February two through five or somewhere is that first week in February. And we're going to be actually doing not one but two uh, coaching network uh, sessions. I've got a one-hour called What Does a Tech Coach Do? And I love that session because I don't have anything – really to answer on that it's a wonderful conversation i love getting people in and we just kind of just go and say jenna what do you do sue what do you do and then the conversation kind of takes over and then that leads us into a two-hour hands-on workshop where we're going to be discussing these very things i highly recommend you guys check it out if you're in the seattle area um ncce.org um i'm actually doing like 10 or 12 sessions, um, out there on Microsoft tools, Google tools, coaching tools, podcasting things, <clears throat> excuse me, lots of great stuff going on there. So check all that stuff out over at NCC.org We certainly hope that you guys have a chance to check that out. Jenna, I know at the time that we're recording this, we still have a few more weeks to go in our leadership. I got to ask this question here and I'm going to put you on the spot. Sure. I hope Dr. Pirelli is listening because this is what I've been thinking about with her class constantly. How is introduction to leadership? How are these, you know, we're talking broad leadership things. Mm -hmm. And it's a class for people who want to be principals, want to be, quote, educational leaders, which, you know, as a coach, you are. But you're a secondary, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're not the guy you're under. Yes. How is this class Helping you become a better coach, and I, and so I know you're not in the class, but I'm going to ask you the same thing. Like, how does leadership classes help us in our coaching world?
3: It's helped me with the vision piece and the goal setting piece. Um, I I never really thought of that piece in my posi- position. So, so you know, I that's that's what hit for me in these classes is is having a vision for my job and a goal for my job rather than I'm just here to help. You know if, you know, people figure out how to use Google, you, you know what I mean? It's like, what's the overall big picture of my job? So I think that as a technology leader, because I never really thought of, of myself as that one of the teachers said I'm to the, her classes the other day when I was helping them, that she's the administrator in charge of technology. And I'm like, easy there. <laughs> I'm, right. like, I'm like, but I'm like, I'm the tech integrator and the tech you know, leader. But you know, I, I was like, well, yeah, I guess I am kind of the leader because I'm leading this sort of charge in this new, you know, post-COVID digital learning world that we're all in.
1: But you're only yeah. the leader if you're given that opportunity. See, when you, when you say the administrator in charge of technology, I think of my guy sitting in the back with the headphones on and the long hair and he's the network. Like he's yeah. administrating.
3: Yes, technology. the network administrator. Yeah. No, no, no.
1: I'm here helping people. Yeah. And there is a shift. So what do you think about all this stuff? I mean, you you and I have talked all semester. You kind of been up to date on what's going on in leadership classes, but how are coaches leaders should, this is is another podcast topic. So buckle up. Right. But, but, but how can a coach see themselves be looked at, be thought about in their building as, as a leader?
2: Oh, absolutely. As a tech coach, you're a leader, you know, just getting yourself out there and learning from other coaches, getting yourself out there, learning at conferences, learning from each other, like, you know, Jeff and I do, as he shares what he's learning and I share what I'm doing, collaborating with each other. That's huge. Just getting yourself out there and then sharing on Twitter, sharing in your PLNs, um, Making video, get a YouTube channel, start sharing globally, just like the ISTE standards tell you to do, bringing that into your school. And for me, getting myself out there um, statewide, nationally, internationally, whatever, that's brought me more respect from my school leaders above me and given me a lot more credibility in my day-to-day position.
1: I would love to hear what you guys think out there if this topic resonates if this topic is interesting let us know i know i'd love to do a few more shows on this very topic mm-hmm. it is such important it's not one that we really hit in 170 episodes jenna i want to say thank you so much for coming on and yes. sharing this no and uh,
3: my very I, first podcast i've ever been on so awesome job <laughs> so <laughs>
1: Yay! Well, we certainly want to say thank you. Where can people learn more about the great things that you're doing?
3: Um, you can follow me on Twitter at, at Mrs. Sinelli LMS. I'm, I'm still LMS at heart. So,
1: And we will make sure that we have the links to all of that stuff in this. This is Ask the Tech Coach episode 171 and Sue, you know, I, I wanted to surprise you. Uh, it's the holiday season. I know you're an LMS at heart and you're a coach at heart. Uh, it's nice to have Uh, uh, A lot of great things happening in the world of LMSs and coaches. And, Mm -hmm. you know, we are going to be doing a show soon of how does the coach and the LMS come together. Jenna, please come back on for that. Oh, yes. Well,
3: absolutely. I'm, (laughs) I'm down for that. So.
1: Sue, what are you doing these days? I saw some great YouTube videos popping out.
3: Yes, um,
2: I've been um, working on some Screencastify stuff. Um, They've got some awesome new features out there. So check my YouTube channel over at Susan Vincent's Tech Imaginations over on YouTube and um, the interactive question feature and the watch page of Screencastify. Go check out those new videos
3: i'm going to pass those to my staff because i just did that as a tech tip this past week the check for understanding things so definitely i'll pass that along that's cool
1: check I hope you guys have a chance to check that out. And if you guys are in a doctoral program, please share these posts with other, but other people. It is really, really nice to hear from you guys. That wraps up this episode of Ask the Tech Coach, episode number 171, talking all about the ISTE standards. Thank you guys for joining us. On behalf of Jenna and Sue and everybody here in the TeacherCast Educational Network, my name is Jeff Bradbury, reminding you guys to keep up the great work in your classrooms and continue sharing your passions
0: with your students.